Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. And now, Episode 9, In Search of Spirits. Now for the shout outs for our Patreon supporters. For our Haints, we have Tori, Tamara, Rachel the Pickety Witch, Corian Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, May, Joanne, Aaron, Melissa D, Cindy Brannon of Keeping Her Keys, and Chris. And then for our Poltergeists, we have Randy, Temple, Alex, Faith, Luna, Rex, and Melissa S. Thank you guys for all of your support. Now, the show. All right, that's what I always say is that's good enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a sample. Okay, so um, today we're talking to our friend and co-host of Ghost Finders. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do you have so many all your titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. We want to include all of those. Uh, I would say, oh yeah, wow. I would say, yeah, <laughs> your friend and fellow witch Megan Deputy. I am That's also her. the co-host of the Ghost Finders mm-hmm. and have been for it's coming on to four years now. Nice. And thank you. And I, uh, my day job in between all that is a makeup artist in the film industry. So I do that for lots of features, television shows and commercials. And so, yeah, I use the craft of makeup as well Mm -hmm. as the ancient craft of witchcraft. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you're a very busy person. So we're glad that you sat down with us. Um, cause I haven't known you that long, but I know Cricket's known you for a while now. So, um, like I said earlier, I feel left out. I'm the only one without pink hair, um, but I can fall somewhere I in mean, the spectrum. I mean, we can do that later if you want. Oh yeah, we can. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, how you approach, uh, the show, like the ghost finders. Uh, and and what you do because you do a lot on there that's not typical of shows like that uh, because they sh- they show your rituals um, you're very location specific like you said mm-hmm. to what you're going for which right. is perfect it's not just a this is my ritual I do every single location you really tailor it to where you're going and using the stuff around and I think that's really cool and we wanted to have you on because we think you're a great representation of that when when a witch goes on paranormal investigations mm-hmm. or to go help it's not just for sound bites or evps it's a service uh like we've talked about many a time before mm-hmm. uh but we think you're a perfect representation of that and we're so glad to see it represented by not only somebody we know but just in a larger scale it seems mm-hmm. like because uh, you just don't see it and I yeah. think there's... Like... And I, I think there's something to be said about doing it in a way that is very respectful. I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of times that people want to go in and they just want to sage and they just want to rile things up. That's literally what I said too. Yeah. Yeah. And you approach it as you want to come in with respect and give offerings 
and build a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So how, how do you prepare yourself to go into that situation? So I always say to uh, everyone we talk to, um, this is exactly what we would be doing with or without cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing this for many years. Uh, to prepare myself, I treat it like I'm going to meet new friends. I've used this uh, analogy before. It's like going up to a house you've never been to, mm-hmm. knocking on the door, and who answers, you hand them a bouquet of flowers, mm-hmm. introduce yourself, and say, I am here as a friend. I'm here for you. I'm asking nothing from you. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to tell your story, just know I have ears to listen and um, I'm able to share that. I've even explained to when we are um, documenting things that, and if not just for us, if there's someone they want to reach, I was like, this is like us taking that book, your letter, and mm-hmm. sending it out across the world. Mm-hmm. So if there's even someone that's not us that you'd like to talk to or tell something, you're more than welcome to here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is so much better than just opening up that stranger's door, walking into their kitchen and Hey, who's like, in here? Yeah, make me a sandwich and if you're you're you have to be a real man ghost to shut that door and they're like, "Who the hell is this?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? But like in you can tell a difference in what we talked about um, before we hit record and what Crick and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. Just in the clips you've shown me, just in watching the show, you guys get very poignant responses. Mm-hmm. You don't just get, oh, we could backtrack and tie this to this, or it said this, wonder why it said this. You're getting answers and responses to questions. Mm-hmm. You're getting, uh, whether you're using the voice ghost box, um, I'm sure there's other names. Whether you've got the the um, K2 meter uh, going off, it's all in response to your interaction. So to us, that's legitimate communication. It's not just let's scream at these things and see mm-hmm. if something knocks on a wall or it we hear something really cool. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck off. So I think I that's, think that's uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why you know one of the phrases that's most closely associated with ghost hunting and things is get out. Yeah, because I yeah. think people are coming in and being incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, right. And the ghosts are like, "All right, get out." We actually don't even use the word hunting. Um, so yeah, we, it feels. Yeah, and it's yeah. A, not to disregard to anybody who does that, but like that was right. my stipulation to coming on the show. I told Rob that aggravation and using like ways of provoking Mm -hmm. is not something I will ever be comfortable with because Mm -hmm. uh to go back to your question I prepare myself as about to make new friendships Mm -hmm. building relationships with the others and also interacting with the spirits that I already know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. them communicating and building that relationship with the ones at the place we are at. Mm -hmm. And that is also why all of my rituals will be slightly different and in tune to who I'm talking to. It's like making sure you have that right phone number Mm -hmm. to dial to who you're talking to. Um, And with, Ritual, too, I say uh, it's almost like 
you know, you follow your recipe book, but if you know <laughs> who you're baking for, like cinnamon, mm-hmm. sprinkle a little bit of extra cinnamon in there, mm-hmm. you know, personalize it, pour your yeah. love into it. So uh, all of the rituals that I've done on the show are a lot of stuff that I've created, but also poured into um, and adapted from other rituals that I've learned from. So they are very personal. And I honestly, years ago and stuff too, like it was, it's very intimate for me. So me sharing this um, through that medium of film and with others like that was a very big step for me because it is personal and dear to my heart well i think um and not to sidetrack too much but Mm -hmm. we had talked about it as well with the solitary idea there's a lot that you do as a solitary witch or in a group that's very personal the conversations you have the things you say and do most of us don't feel comfortable having anybody to see that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's your relationship with a spirit or a deity or yourself. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, I'm going to put this out there, mm-hmm. um, has a lot of connotations behind it is like, I want people to see what this really is. I want people to know. We we talked about how we don't like it when things in this nature, shows, YouTube channels, whatever, bring in a pagan or a Wiccan or a witch and they kind of whitewash it to, well, here they're lighting a candle and they're just smudging quotation marks. Mm -hmm. The house, like you can tell what you do is very thoughtful, personal, genuine. And that shines through. You're not reciting the Lord's prayer and sprinkling holy water. Right. (laughs) Um, We know that doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We've seen those movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think my question to follow up to Cricket's question is, when you prepare, mm-hmm. you've got your, I guess your like, uh, the rituals that you already do and know and you tweak, but do you kind of research the place before you go? And, or do you, when you get there, do you feel like this is what I need to do? This is what I should do. I actually, um, and especially with Rob, sometimes we don't research places. Yeah. We, we like that yeah, too. Because, so you're not like mm-hmm. compromised. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like, again, I'll have my, my usual like skeleton of what I'm prepared to do, but no, I always adapt after I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there'll be certain times where I'm like, I have to wait to do it at this time and in this place, because there's actually a lot of rituals that you don't see on the show that I've done too, Mm -hmm. because of certain stipulations. Uh, but which I think that's good because not everything needs to be exactly public. Exactly. Um, but I will say what I do to prepare is I I always introduce myself. I always leave offerings Mm -hmm. and then I always take some time to listen and to feel and just use that intuition that all witches have to tap into who I need to communicate with. And sometimes like doing the research and stuff is like, oh, well, this spirit is always prevalent at this location. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm there, I'm like, actually, it's this little girl that is wanting to speak and talk to me. So I will adapt those things to that spirit or to that deity. Um, I think one of the ones closest to my heart that was really impactful was the Hinsdale house. Mm. And I actually had um, dreams 
of that location before I ever arrived there. Oh, wow. And there was some objects that I even saw in my dreams that I saw in real life that I was, like, just blown away. But the second my foot hit the ground, coming out of the car even. It's it's, like you were being beckoned. Yes, Mm -hmm. I definitely was. And now I know because of all of the friendships I've made there at that location. Mm -hmm. Um, If you talk to our security guy, Mike, when we were out there in the pines, the ritual, like there were so many entities as well as a few deities that gathered there. Mm -hmm. It is such sacred place. Like, and in the episode, you'll see actually two different rituals done. So I was actually out side all day mm-hmm. you get to see a few tiny bits of me during the day doing ritual but i actually i think i mentioned it in the episode, so much more i carried incense all throughout the woods there mm. it oh, the wow. whole day and tonight was spent into just giving thanks and speaking that intent and leaving gifts like i left some stones there I did ceremonial uh, wine um, and reinstated that. And then I finally was called and given entrance into the pines. And it's a, it's a spot where all of the pines are dead. And there's so much uh, happenings there. And that's because these native deities reside there. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell when you're sitting there, it, you can almost feel what you feel in the sense of, not only is it cold, but it's very raw and you can, it feels crowded Mm -hmm. because you're in the middle of the trees, but like that space just feels important. And you're not just going in and working with the house. You're working with the land overall. Exactly. Uh, And that's what I think they said. Like, Oh, uh, I believe it was Rob. That was like, this is not tied to the house. The spirit is tied to this land. The house, the house happens to be here. Yeah. But then you also have the layers of, of course the house's history has, what those that are tied to it and its history, Mm -hmm. but then the land is something completely different. And Mm -hmm. I think we've mentioned that before too, is whether it's your backyard or your house, you, there's more that's going on around you than you're aware of, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can tap into it and you can communicate with it and you can live in harmony with it. Uh, And so it, it could be deity. It could be non-human spirits, which we'll talk about a little bit later, because Mm -hmm. I don't think that gets enough um, spotlight in, investigations Thank and you. paranormal stuff. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with all the previously human ones mm-hmm. uh, and their stories, but there's other spirits that have stories and want to communicate. And that's what we try to do as well. So I think that's really such a unique thing about you guys. And it could, like I said, I'm, we come from the same place. This is what we'd be doing without cameras. Yes. yes. Um, this is stuff we'd be doing without the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and we made the podcast to, share what we were doing because I I think that we sort of felt like we were alone for a long time in what we were doing until we started connecting and saying, Oh, I do that too. Oh, I do that too. It's like a validation. Yeah. Uh, And like a, um, you know, you hear, you see the, the, the main, I guess, whether it's books or websites, things like that. Mm -hmm. But the personal experiences are where witches stop really. There's a thing I tell people, uh, you see a lot of one-on-one books. Mm-hmm. They're great. They have a place. I still read some of them. It's harder to find those books that are... Because once you get to uh, like intermediate 
advanced. It's all personal experience and it's all and your work. own gnosis. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's important that we share what we feel led to share with each other so that you come at it from a place of not only community, but like, oh, self-validation. You validate others. We've gotten a lot of good response about validating that. So I think you offer the same thing in a different medium. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but I think that's important for people to see. And non-practitioners, too, um, that as a witch, we don't just talk to scary demons and the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though they're on standby. But uh, <laughs> you talk to these others and it's a it's a service and it's not just for likes or views or anything like that. It's a, it's that calling to feel like I want to help you. Like I feel like I want to help the community of living people. Mm -hmm. It's the same on the other side. In my heart too, when I made that covenant with myself and with the others and became a witch, Mm -hmm. like that's also that responsibility that you have that understanding deep inside. Like it's almost so raw words can't put it into its own place yeah Yeah. and you know that time and place when you're supposed to guide either non-magical people or other magical people Mm -hmm. but exactly like you're saying like there's been so many positive responses from people around the world that were just like thank you watching that like i always felt led to breathe onto my wine and i never knew if that was, and this is the dangerous sound bite you hear from so many younglings, the right way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they hear from people that they're learning around and it's like, no, that's your intuition and that intent that you're pouring, that personal way that you're doing it. That's how that magic connects and those uh, deities, the others, whatever spirit that you're connecting with taps in because you're being genuine and that's why different techniques from all over the world mm-hmm. work in positive ways yeah. is because yeah. those people walking down that certain path are truly connected in with what they're doing so that's why i really support and love all of these eclectic techniques from around the world and it's it's about that personal relationship with who you're working with. And I love that you guys too, because like, I think that's just, you know, kind of the modern standpoint. Uh, and I say modern because I mean, back in Ireland, we would have all of the beautiful tales of like Faye. And there was that understanding that it's a huge Marvel universe out there. Right. Yeah. It's not just one type of spirit or entity and it's vast. And so, yes, that's why, you have to take that quiet time to listen and intimately feel who you're working with around and also that respect. So to go back to Hinsdale, a lot of the stuff that started to happen with the family there is because those ancients were being name called my friends. Mm -hmm. They were being called demons by these people who walked in and they had failed exorcisms and because they were insulted, if somebody came up to you and started 
insulting you, of course you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to knock off your coffee cup off the table because you're being rude. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Fuck so this. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm yeah. breaking this. Yeah. So I also, too, have, um, and to go back, like, people um, need to remember, and I think that's why it's so important to study history and stuff like that, too, because a lot of even what people call demons today were respected as deities like we're thinking of it as something that's like malicious it's like no not always and nature has a place for everything so they have a much of a right and a place and way to exist as you do Mm -hmm. and that's why respect even needs to be given to negative entities as well and you shouldn't provoke them and Mm -hmm. they might have some justice fury for a reason. You don't know that backstory. Right. Right. But, you know, the goddess Astara was now a days. A lot of people hear her all the time, but from the modern interpretation calling her a demon. And no, she's a goddess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thus deserves that respect. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, I think it's like we've mentioned before, born out of a place of fear mm-hmm. and probably um, like mainstream religions of mm-hmm. if something moves in your house, you're less likely to, if you come from that viewpoint to believe in ghosts, but you believe in angels and demons. Uh-huh. And so anything that's seems to be out of place is let's blame it on a demon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that's not to say that there aren't demons out there. Right. But like. To think that think it's just malicious, saying, yeah, yeah, is yeah. that demons are not necessarily bad things. I think that it's been given a bad reputation because they've been made scapegoats. It's mm-hmm. literally been demonized, and yeah. I know that's yeah. where the word comes yeah. from. Yeah, but I love doing little analogies and stuff too. So I think a lot of people, um, it's almost like so witches. Mm-hmm. We lived in the woods we Mm -hmm. understand the birds the forest and the grizzly bears that reside there Mm -hmm. and we know how to interact with all of the creatures and if a grizzly comes up to us we know what to do and what not to do Mm -hmm. now to somebody who is halfway around the world comes to the forest never ever heard of a bear in their entire life Mm -hmm. like let's say like a young kid and first comes to face to face they're like this is a bona fide monster mm. and they might yeah. not understand what is right to do in that situation and they might get hurt right but if you think about it that would be like saying okay grizzlies hurt some people we need to get rid of all the grizzlies out yes. in the forest no as witches we love them too and they have a place and it's all a part of nature yeah yeah even all just the negative like, spirits yes have a place. yes yeah and i i love the analogy you just used too because i mean even now as we're tr- finally taking our ecology seriously we've noticed differences there was a study that was done in yellowstone where they brought in other wolves mm-hmm. and they noticed how it balanced and even changed the course of the river bringing those other animals in, introducing those other wolves. You know, it's it's so important to have that balance. Right. right. And, and everything has that little function. Yeah, it's, and there's, I mean, that yeah. like it, it goes through the spirit. And I think yeah. what we're basically saying is it's the same thing with people. Like you're stereotyping. Exactly. By assuming something's malicious, by assuming that demons, because again, um, coming from someone who works with a daemon, mm-hmm. um, is where the name comes from is they were earth 
spirits in certain shapes or form. They weren't human. They weren't deity. They were in between. Mm-hmm. And they were muses. They brought knowledge. They And so that's why they were scary to an organized religion who sought control was because we don't want you interacting with things that might tell you. I mean, these things have been around before they had names. Exactly. And so to to come into a place and have respect for not just things you might know a name of, like a person that passed here or, oh, so-and-so's over here, but to, to listen and feel that there is ancient and that's going to be everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And exactly. whether it's prevalent or not, they'll let you know, you know, you have to, it's just walking with respect and knowing there's a lot that you might not know or see, but you can feel and honor whether or not they want to do anything with you. Like we talked about right. on our first trip uh, as a cursed group mm-hmm. with our crew and coven, you talked to or reached out to the conjure. Mm-hmm. The, there was a, a guy there who was a, known as a conjure man. Mm-hmm. He said he was there. And when you asked if he wanted to talk, he said, no. And you walked, we walked, said, thank you. And mm-hmm. we walked away. Yeah. And like, like you said, that's, you have to respect that. It's mm-hmm. you, if you were trying to talk to somebody and they didn't want to talk to you, you wouldn't force yourself to keep talking. If you did, you're like, oh my God, this person is so annoying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yes. just, you know, it's, it's treating them like you would friends and other people. And that goes the same with animal spirits, plant spirits, treat them like they were not your pet. But you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't just go up and start, like, yelling at an animal. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Or try to provoke an animal. Mm -hmm. And then be shocked when it's like, well, this is a really aggressive spirit. Well, you look how you came in. Mm -hmm. I would fucking be like, get the fuck out. Offended? Yeah. Yeah. I almost approach spirits in the way that I approach strange cats. Yes. Where I sort of, you know, acknowledge their existence, but then sort of, like, give them space and allow them to come to me Mm -hmm. and come investigate. And, you know, if they come up to me, I'll stick out my hand and let them smell me so that they know who I am. They know what I'm about. Right. You know, and then they can take it from there. And you can leave them some food. Yeah. And the more friendships that you build with other cats. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I'd say. Then you're the cat lady. Yes. Yes. And then they smell that (laughs) on you. And spirits are like that. for Satan. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. She's drinking out of one of my mugs that says just that, and you're adorable, and I love you. I love it. Who else are you going to pet him for? Exactly. I mean, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so I think that's important, too, and the more you do that work, so that's the thing um, that you'll even hear. It's we have that responsibility, and we are also messengers, and we do that work for them, and that is given in tandem. So a lot of the spirits that I've already made friends with are communicating to the ones that we're interacting with for the first time. And that's what makes it easier as you go along and build that rapport and you have that understanding. And also for the apprehensive, Mm -hmm. those friendships that you've built with these entities also protect you from the ones that might exactly yes whether it's a familiar or or like that i think it's like going to a party yeah and you might know the host you don't know anybody else and they introduce you and Mm -hmm. it's like well they vouch for you they're cool so i think it's again networking like we said but Mm -hmm. you can tell us a little bit about how you've made connections and associations and friendships with Mm -hmm. not just the spirits at a location but that will continue to help 
and follow you. Yeah. And you'll hear me say constantly how I do not have fear in this place. And then I like to translate it too. Like when I say that too, because fear is toxic and sometimes negative um, entities try and provoke that from you. Mm-hmm. And to those who have a Christian perspective, that's also to say like, when you look down and you see you're walking on water and you doubt yourself, that's when you're going to start to sink. So when mm-hmm. you let that fear um, start to come inside you, you're doubting your friendships. Yeah. You're doubting like you're a backup. So mm-hmm. when I'm saying that too, I'm saying, no, I trust and the others around me. I know where I stand. And that's like, quote unquote, like keeping my faith in what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that protection because um, you'll see in some episodes too, when we have some other crew members that like start to freak out, I'll be like, calm down, calm down, because that's going to work against that magics and Mm -hmm. that rapport. And it also puts a wall up against um, who we're trying to communicate with that, doesn't want any fear to be present and wants that communication and that story to be told. That's when stuff gets fuzzy. And I feel like to even non-magical paranormal investigators, like when that starts to happen, that's when they'll start to struggle with capturing things. And Mm -hmm. that's because you can find this in all different cultures. I love the Japanese for that reason, because they'll talk about, emotions staining a place either good or bad and i think that that as a witch we can pick up on that very easily and Mm -hmm. that also ties in with the land and like you guys were talking about Asheville and stuff before Mm -hmm. there's so much quartz in the earth Mm -hmm. there it's not just one thing my friends there is magic there's science there's Mm -hmm. like feelings it's all come into this beautiful again i say marvel universe there are different issues of <laughs> comics about certain characters there's multiverses yes mm-hmm. it, it's gonna get confusing right yeah. but right. you have to stay in your experience and like you said trust in those alliances yes there's a lot of places where if i didn't have my familiar mm-hmm. or have the connection with deity and other things, I would be like, I'm an idiot for going in here. <laughs> right. Because right. some shit's going to happen. But yeah. I know that there is no way that it's going to come, you know, affect me. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. They trust you. Yeah. And the work you do for them and what you do to help them. This isn't, again, like we said, this isn't a one-sided friendship, partnership. You know how right. those go. Yeah. If yeah. you have a friend that's always asking and you're doing services for and then when it's time for you to need help they're nowhere to be found like uh-huh. that's not going to be a solid friendship you're not going to trust them yep right and Start um singing Joan Jett, right. fake friends yeah and it's not even <laughs> yeah. just like okay well you leave it offerings or you do this and you respect like there's other ways to do it like you said being that messenger if they mm-hmm. want to get something across because you have to think some of these spirits especially the human ones that have passed what are the chances that they're, I mean, they're, the majority are not going to be pagans or witches. Right. And yet that goes out the window because you're a beacon for them and you're a lifeline and so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, you're that person that is there to help. And it doesn't matter what label you give yourself or society, they see through all that. And so that's what I said is like, as a witch, it's a label that 
has had negative connotations. It's been reclaimed and there's a power behind it, but yet the title's not where that power comes from. It's you and exactly some of these things, especially if they don't even speak a language that we understand, mm-hmm. don't know, oh, this is a witch, but they see your actions and your energy and they feel what you do. So that's why I think you guys get such good responses uh, because you approach it differently than say, well, we want to go into a place and we want to set up equipment and we hope to record something. We know a name. Let's try to talk to this. That can work. Mm-hmm. But I think the minute you and your crew walk in, your intent is glaring and these things are like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. You're here. They respect us. And I and I think that works with so many things, not just paranormal investigation, mm-hmm. but nature and um, other phenomenon like uh, the Brown Mountain Lights, mm-hmm. you'll hear, well, you've already heard it now by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing is, it's that like harmony about working with stuff. And so I think that's why you get such good responses. And I love how in the show, they, it's not like anybody gets too freaked out. But like, if, if the voice box says something, or you hear an audible noise, everybody's kind of like, what was that? And you're just like, uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Because you're already in a different mindset, kind of. Like, I mean, you know, like, yep, that's a person. I'm just keeping my same, you know, composure. I don't react the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I mean, because sometimes Thank it can be you. very scary. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I love it. It's like, yep. And it'll say your name or it'll say, a word that you just said or, mm-hmm. or or answer a question and you're just like, thank you. And you just move along because it's it's a response and it's not like, oh my God, did we get that? Did we get that? I hope we got that. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you want to be. Right. Because yeah. it is, it's still, I don't want to say entertainment, but it's, it's a cool feeling because everybody's interested in the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And that validation we talked about, whether it's personal feeling or experience or you catch it on camera or a voice recording it's validation that we all want to know and i think it goes down to is there life after death or is there all this other stuff and so yeah you get that like giddy reaction you geek out about it but you know you're there for a purpose and you're just like yes i hear you Mm -hmm. and i think you do good work with um some of those spirits that might feel trapped or oppressed by another entity Mm -hmm. that they were in life i mean to see you work with that and release it and be this guardian and like this wall of enough Mm -hmm. like that is so important and we love it thank you you are you are breaking (laughs) down all of the negative stereotypes yes in paranormal investigation and i I cannot tell you oh that means so much (laughs) because i do think for a long time with certain shows and in the early days it was easy to because nobody had seen it like that before mm-hmm. people were interested um it was easy to tweak things or you know some things were falsified and so i think there was a stigma that came like oh we're we're kind of skeptical too but mm-hmm. you're like okay well i don't believe this there's no way that could happen but then you know it's kind of like you can tell you'd be doing this without the cameras rolling mm-hmm. you're not doing it for you're recording it and you're it's for like informational purposes um you're not doing it for any other disgenuine reason right uh and i think that shines through like we keep repeating but it is very important and that's why we wanted to have you on because you don't see it and like we said you might see the pagan or the token wiccan (laughs) and they might have a pinnacle on and they might say 
okay, this house, this house is clean. Or even yeah. worse, you get the Reiki healer in there, and it's like, <clears throat> no. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, and it's just, and like I said, you don't shy away from it. Like you're when the credits come on, it's like Megan Deputy, witch. Yeah. And it's like, own it. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. I am. And people might say like, oh, I want to like this show, but there's a witch in here. I'm witches. Skip. But then if you watch it and you're like, oh, I see what she's doing and why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Some of it might look a little foreign and scary mm-hmm. because people aren't exposed to these rituals like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you don't whitewash it. And I think you're a good representation of all of it. And um, so with that being said, we do want to talk about like some of the rituals that yes. you've done. Yes. The mm-hmm. one you showed me where you're on all fours, mm-hmm. you're putting dirt in your mouth. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I connected with that because I'm like, yeah. that is real shit. Thank yeah. you. Thank you don't you. have to eat dirt, but yeah. you can. <laughs> you can eat it. Exactly. It needs to be adapted to what you're doing and to say like, it's, it's because I've grown up in the forest mm-hmm. all my life. I've interacted with the... Uh, feral. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why there's no fear present. I know where I am in the woods and who I'm talking to and what I'm working with, and I'm still And what's learning. got your back, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so thank you so, so much. Um, wow. So, yeah, each ritual is very personal. And the ritual you're talking about at Greystone on that episode. Mm-hmm. So Greystone is so amazing. They actually featured it. It's now on one of the most haunted places in America. Oh, nice. wow. Um, and Heather, who Where's resides it located? there, it's in New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness, it's so, the house is filled with so many different kinds of spirits. And she's a medium herself. That's why she protects it and gives it all the love that she needs. We immediately connected with one another. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you are the oldest young person I've (laughs) ever met. And I was like, that goes with what I feel inside. I'm a very old soul. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So that, the earth there is so powerful, just like Hinsdale. And when I came to Greystone, the one that really popped up to me was the old one. He was there for sure. Mm. And I went out into the middle of the field uh, because, again, like, it wasn't just the house there. It was the land that it resided on. Mm -hmm. And I actually have uh, some sacred brick dust that's from all around the United States and some of Europe all blended oh, together. Wow. And um, you can see from a bit from Ritual, I took some of the tree branches that had fallen from the forest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. created a physical circle. I had uh, <laughs> my horn to honor the old one. Uh, the pipe you see me smoking, I'm smoking mugwort. I really like that pipe. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, so ceremonially, I was tapping into and I was amplifying what was there for myself uh, to tap into that. So in that ritual, um, I'm also speaking in witch's tongue, too. Mm-hmm. So I I tread my circle. I say what I need to say to the old one with so much love in witch's tongue. And I'm saying these words too. Um, and some of the words I said are coming 
like to me from the spot because I'm feeling that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I took my sacred brick dust. I mixed it with the earth and I'm talking to the old one. And I feel in my mind's eye, I see him at the edge of the trees and he's watching me and I'm talking to him. And you hear me in ritual say a lot. I am your daughter. I am your lover. I am your colleague. Like, because in the past rites I've done with him, that's what he's told me. So that's the rapport that I have with him. And he sat, It's a knowing. Yeah. And yeah. he sat and he watched me and he was showing me some of the things in my mind of the different entities inside the house. And then I knew, like, that's why I took it into my into myself because we were having a very intimate moment, me and the old one. And again, that's very like, whoa, sharing that with people. Is a big deal. It is a big deal. And so I'm very, very thankful for a lot of the positive responses I've gotten But it's a very beautiful ritual. And I think that's what we're saying is you, some of it might've been like the bones of what you wanted to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yet- And we mentioned it in the Hecate episode. If you feel compelled to do something Mm -hmm. um, in ritual, like putting earth in your mouth or grabbing this stick or just... Breathing on a goblet of wine. Breathing on... Then there's a reason. The witch's biggest asset is the intuition. You wouldn't be a witch without Mm -hmm. your intuition. And to follow that, it's not only from the deepest pits of your soul, but it's also from... Uh, the spirits around you, the mm-hmm. things around you. Um, like I'm sure that connection you had with the old one in that time, there was a sharing of information and yes. that's why you felt compelled to do this. And for you to say, well, I can't do that. Like, why would you, you would just do it. Right. And for you to share something like that intimate and that personal is not only important, but it's also very like brave because again, even in the witch community, there's like, what the fuck is she doing? Oh yeah. There's some negative responses too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people. But at the um, end of the day, did it change your outlook on anything? No, No. because you are sound and you have that relationship and you're calling. And that's a a huge point of what we, how we act and practice and what we like to tell people is you're not invalid because you didn't read it in a book or somebody says that's not the right way. There's mm-hmm. no right or wrong way. There's the witch's right. way and you're the witch and it's your way. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's just, we can't get that enough across because I feel <laughs> like you. if people knew that and they jumped in with it and they were like, I've always wanted to do that. I didn't know why, but I'm just going to do it. Like you will see so much change with that harmony and that mm-hmm. um, magical working and stuff uh, like that. Um, I, I forget where you guys were at because I'm bad with names. But you did the burial with the house that had burned. Paul Myra. Yeah. That was intense. Like, I loved watching you go. That was one of my favorite rituals that I've seen you do. Yes. Thank you. And it was like, okay. Because it was, uh, I'm getting, I have standing puddles in my eyes thinking about it right now because it was beautiful. But you went out and did what every witch does. Mm -hmm. You were like, all right, I got the backpack on. Let's go out and get Mm -hmm. some stuff. And you're like, oh, look, I got these sticks. And like, that's what we do. We forage. And you're like, the mushroom, the little mushroom, you're like, I'm going to borrow this. And it's like, that's what we do. And so it was cool to see that. But then um, you said it was a a, a burial ritual. Is that what you called it? Yeah. And then um, it, so the ashes of the house before 
that is where that was all gathered. So um, I've had some really in-depth burial rituals um, in the past on some episodes, but Mm -hmm. you basically uh, put yourself into the earth and you spiritually like sink down into it, almost like being buried Mm -hmm. and you commune with that. That Palmyra was so heavy and how I explained Mm -hmm. it, it was like, this vast blanket that covers you. That's what I felt. And, um, yeah, I, and you're like, it just lays over everything. And there's yeah. like, little, cause like in the Hecate episode, like when we said, just go bury yourself, Yeah, this is, you don't have to dig a hole, mm-hmm. but like you can do this. And I think yeah. it's important, um, not just from a grounding, but to connect and become one mm-hmm. with, because your physical body might be laying on the dirt, but you're fucking in it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what those conduits were and why I knew I needed to take from the earth that was there mm-hmm. to amplify, to tap in. I think I even was like, I need to take a blood sample. Yeah, and you did like, say yeah. that. And I'm just going to taste it and yeah. let you know what yeah. I taste. Exactly. And um, another analogy with ritual, I feel like you are starting a dance and you play the music and you are dancing with yourself at first. And then whoever you're communicating with comes in and joins you in the dance. And then they start to lead you. Mm -hmm. And then it's that beautiful, like you guys, yeah. Yeah. And and it adapts sort of, it's unspoken between the two of you and you just linger off of each other's energy and mm-hmm. both just ebb and flow together exactly yeah how many times exactly. do you do ritual and you sit there and you think i want all these like fancy pretty words but you just project mm-hmm. and yeah. then you receive and that's all it can yeah. have to be at yeah. times i mean you say certain things with intent but other times like it from somebody else, like you said, it might not look like much right and i believe you said that in one of the episodes what you're seeing me do might not look like much but what I'm feeling mm-hmm. is so much more than you can ever see. And that's yeah. why you can't ignore that if you felt something here, it's you can take your word for it. But for yourself and for others, it's cool to see an apparition move across the like that clip you showed me and or hear an EVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the technology is is really helpful to confirm it. But at the end of the day, the only equipment you need is yourself to interact with these things. Right. Yes. Right. That was one of the first pieces of investigation advice that I was given. It was given to me by one of the um, lead investigators when I was at St. Albans in Radford, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't come in here with any equipment, especially when I come in here the first time. Because I just want to listen and just sit in the dark and just be with the house. And this is someone who, as far as I know, is not a practicing witch or pagan. And even his style of muggle investigation is still along those same lines, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So that is a piece of advice that I always carry with me. That and your advice to always go in without fear. Yes. And then... um, Yeah, you don't have to be the witch to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. you can be connected and harmonious with these things and not be a practicing witch. Right. Um, And it's a knowing. Yeah. And it's a respect. Yeah. And um, the last piece of advice that I was given was from uh, Rachel Marie Booth, uh, who I got to investigate with. And she said, you know, this is when I'm first starting to get into using my abilities on purpose instead of saying, oh, my God, I don't want this. You're just reacting. (laughs) And now you're actually pursuing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she said, 
you know, and I, I was kind of explaining how I feel and stuff like that. And she's like, you're on the right path and don't worry about putting words to it. Don't worry about labeling it because when you label yourself as, you know, I'm this kind of medium, you completely cut yourself off and you, you put yourself in a box and you limit your potential. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Don't box yourself in. Exactly. Yeah. Bury yourself, but don't box yourself. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because even when you bury yourself, you can grow roots. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned <laughs> this spirit because we wanted to talk more about um, the non-human ones you can come in yes, contact with yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And how there's more out there and they're easily found. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in more abundance than you will find human spirits. Yes. Definitely. So tell us, yeah. Um, so one of, uh, the most, I would say, uh, how would you say my dear friend, my, (laughs) my dear friend, I, um, went to one of my favorite graveyards for ritual with a fellow witch Mm -hmm. and they introduced me to the land there and the spirits that reside. And I left an offering to the grim that watches Mm -hmm. over the graveyard there and to us witches, we know that the Grimm, um, they're like protectors of mm-hmm. us, especially during our magical workings. Yeah. Uh, that black dog spirit, mm-hmm. uh, so which is not a scary thing. It's, yeah. They're friends of ours. So. Right. Especially with us, too, because they're so closely associated with Hecate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah her, exactly. The hounds are always announcing her presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in her horde. Um, and actually, I think that's tied a lot to the really cool idea of... Um, I say cool, but when you hear these myths of like graveyards having demon dogs, and mm-hmm. I use rotations, which we want to, um, me and my wife are going to go on a trip this weekend, mm-hmm. and we were looking at different things to do, like, oh, by the way, if we're up there, let's check this out. And mm-hmm. there's, um, I forget the name of the road. We'll, we'll, if we have some cool stuff, we'll tell Cricket about it. We'll have an episode yes, with it. And, um, <laughs> but there's like a known demon dog that roams that graveyard, and I think, like, it has to be tied with this yeah, this yeah. idea of the Grimm and protectors and guardians, um, whether it's seen from Hecateans as being one of her hounds or all this and that, or like the even the werewolf idea of mm-hmm. all that. So Exactly. And I had a my fellow witch witness this, but as soon as I introduced myself, gave thanks and left that offering, as soon as I ended my sentence, a single howl came from the direction that my fellow witch knew that they resided in. Oh, wow. And there was no other barks. There was no other howls. It was just one single howl after that. And I knew I had made that connection with them. And then that night we did, um, see, this is the stuff you don't see. Right. In the <laughs> what episode. you're not seeing right now is right. one of your cats is totally judging you right now. Oh, a little yeah. Bit. Yes. You're like, oh, oh, I made a friend with a dog. Okay. <laughs> yes. But later that night in that same graveyard, uh, I did a very in-depth burial ritual. So I had a mirror bringing the moon in. I had the life and death candle and a death shroud and in oh my a God. spot in the Hold on, graveyard. let me write this down. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am more than happy to share these things. And I learned a few things from Michelle Bellinger um, mm-hmm. on that particular burial ritual. Um, so I went into ritual and then put the death shroud on and was there for three hours, my wow. friends. Wow. And when I finally emerged... Uh, that's the understanding and that's the relationship and the time it took to build with this entity. Now I tell you all this to lead you into 
what we captured on the Connect camera. Um, and this is at a different location. And we are at another graveyard. And I go into Ritual and uh, the Ghost Finders and our team, we've been just like taking different bits of technology and seeing how it coincides with what I'm doing ritual wise. So in this particular time was the first time we ever set up a connect camera. See, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. And I tell my crew, I'm like, all right, so this is where I'm going to put my circle. You guys need to actually stand way back. Nobody come in at this time. So this is just me. The connect camera is set up and it's about probably 20 minutes in. I had cast my circle and I'm doing ritual spoken witch's tongue and the connect cam picks up a four-legged entity. Oh. It just appeared in the middle of the circle. Fuck. And then starts walking the circle with me, but and I felt them and I knew it was the grim at that particular graveyard. And the reason why it was there is because I introduced myself and I knew because I already had that deep, intimate relationship with the one at the personal graveyard I go to for deep ritual. And so my team is like, they're saying nothing to not like be rude. And they're just like, ah, like freaking out at seeing this on the connect but what really makes it amazing, my friends, is you see me acknowledge it without seeing and then get down on all fours as well and walk the circle Fuck. with it. And oh, you, can beautiful. we, you have this or no? We can't see it. I don't have it handy yet, but it has been released um, when we were at Silicon Valley Comic Con okay. as a clip. Oh, okay, so yeah. this is going to come out. Oh, yeah, this is okay, going to come out. Okay, because I was like, yeah. oh, I mean... They don't, the listeners don't need to see it, but we do. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I want to share yeah. that with you. And um, it's, it's pretty awesome. And you see it all there. And this is a, another thing that's like, we're a little baby bat production and doing mm-hmm. things with love. So we have some people who are like, oh man, I wish you had like so much more lighting and like closer tight shots of you and ritual. And it's like, well, we only have like one or two cameras right. and then you've I'm respecting the magics that we're doing. So yeah. um the ritual you saw at Greystone, we had drones and different things. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. the camera is filming without a person actually like right. being there. So yeah. it's not interrupting those magics. So you'll get that. But we do have these beautiful clips and it's like Well not just that, but I mean it's not I think what adds to the fact that you guys seem and feel genuine is this isn't made for TV network, like big production where somebody is telling you what and where to put stuff and what to do. Mm -hmm. You're just recording what you're already going to do. And I think that's what like really hits home. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, we're not going to like, share anything until it comes out, but I'm so excited that that is going to be released Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's so important from a paranormal standpoint, from a like ritual standpoint, like Mm -hmm. how many times have we witches felt a presence or many when we do ritual and we acknowledge exactly where it's at. But to add that little layer of like, you see this doing it alongside you just adds that other 
yeah. sense of validation. Yeah. We don't need it, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see and it's beautiful to see. Oh, yeah. um, and it's like that one clip you showed where there's that apparition and nobody sees it with the naked eye because it's dark. It's mm-hmm. pitch black. It's caught on a night vision camera. But the whole time Rob acknowledges exactly where it is and when it's there. And that's just, that's what we try to, like, just because you feel something and you don't have a way to validate it doesn't mean if you feel that hair stand up on the back Mm -hmm. of your neck or you feel that cold, like there is something there, whether it speaks to you or you see it or not. Um, Some people can see apparitions and I think it depends too on the energy. Like I said, you're giving energy and you're building energy with ritual and your demeanor. And that's what I think allows these things to come through too. Um, As opposed to somebody who's not an energy worker Mm -hmm. or doesn't know how to do that. I mean, they still might get a reaction, but that helps too, is to build that energy through ritual, Um, not only respect, but allowing them, it's, it's offering them a hand because it takes a lot. (laughs) It it takes a lot. It's not, Oh, why won't this ghost just appear to me Mm -hmm. through whatever means that we don't understand what it does seem to be is all energy work. And it seems to be difficult to conjure that. I mean, how many times, especially with us, do you feel like you just don't have energy levels or, um, I've had instances where my familiar has wanted to do work with a friend and he's come over and he was fucking ready to go. He's like, we're going to divinate. Uh, Ava's going to do this for me and Ava's going to do that. And channeling me, she opens the door and he immediately has to lay down and feels like he's going to pass out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he yes. was like, did she suck my energy? And it's like, sorry, I didn't mean to. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like a vacuum. But mm-hmm. uh, so there's ways to, like we talked to Brown Mountain with Tori and you mm-hmm. and how you felt like we were. Someone was borrowing energy from us right and like tori said i might have been a little bit too free with giving it and not keeping (laughs) enough for me yeah but um we got experiences with that and so you do need to leave some for yourself Mm -hmm. you do need to figure out how to practice it does does. take practice um and that's why i think it's it's good if it's something that you would like to do um for your companions Mm -hmm. on the other side um is to to try to like you know build a I don't know, a little ball of energy or, or picture it so that you're sharing because there's times where mine's given me a shit ton of energy. <laughs> um, and so I just, like I said, I think that's another reason you guys get so, or you especially get such good results. Um, and it helps that, you know, you have people on the team that are mediums mm-hmm. and um, same thing with us. But like we said, we like to go in groups because cricket is very sensitive to <laughs> a certain thing. My yeah. uh, wife, Tori is, such an empath mm-hmm. and then i like i don't necessarily experience it the same way but i do have that mediator of like my damon familiar ava mm-hmm. who is like there's somebody out there hold on let me go check them out um yeah. and we've been camping and we one time we camped at the battlegrounds and she was out and we were doing all this work and i walked outside down a little trail to use the bathroom and it's like I could feel it. And she's like, there's somebody right there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it was part of the like civil war or battle of wherever. Um, so there was no telling. It was probably a soldier. Or it could have been, any, but I didn't see her. Like I felt it, but yeah. she was the one relaying the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's, everybody has a very valid um, ability and, yeah. and way to experience. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is if you want to attempt this or you feel like you, 
been talking to something or you want to reach out, you you might not have the technology to, mm-hmm. to validate it. But use your senses and like you keep yeah. saying, just listen. Yeah. Just listen. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before. It's it's just like a muscle. You know, the more you use it, exactly. the better the it same. gets. Mm-hmm. Literally you said know? that earlier. Like, <laughs> you have to same. work it. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a great it. article that Cindy, mm-hmm. uh, our lovely Cindy, just Cindy released, uh, I think, today, where she talks about the witch's compass. And she talks mm. about your body as a compass. It totally and is. And you have to make sure you find your north first. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to learn how to use that tool and sometimes it takes a little practice and things will start you'll notice small things first like your mm-hmm. um like ringing in your ears yes or your hair on your arms start, starting to stand up the Sorry. dizziness is a big one dizziness oh is yeah a big dizziness because yeah. it's almost like i mean you talk about electromagnetic fields mm-hmm. uh and uh places like vortexes which we had checked out the vortex so we might do it too while we're going to the demon dog but it makes you Mm -hmm. feel dizzy because your equilibrium is thrown off Mm -hmm. and i think you can feel the change in the atmosphere like you've said in um the episodes as well like if it feels and i felt it i've had other people tell me they felt it where you go into a a place and a section feels dark almost like impenetrable Mm -hmm. or and you you'll get a sense if it feels like you don't need to go over there don't go over there right yeah for your sake for everybody else's like just okay just I like see you back there. When we were at oh, Rosedale. Yes, thank you. And the we were in the gardens. Yes, and we were in the gardens, and there was that area there towards the back, and we sort of felt a pull there, mm-hmm. but we sort of hit that wall, and we're like, "Would you like us to come and speak with you?" And we all kind of got that feeling of, "No, I'd like you to go away." And then so it retreated. Yeah, exactly. it retreated, <laughs> and we went the opposite way. We're like, yeah. "Okay, what you're doing it right, you're." like respecting the forest that you're in and mm-hmm. who you're communicating with that is so so important and yeah to know the witch's compass inside yourself mm-hmm. so what um cuz that's been the one thing with uh some of the muggles we've even uh just at Bell Grove plantation we had um groups of fans actually investigate with us oh wow and uh when I started saying I'm giving some of my energy, there was like some people that were like, whoa, <laughs> oh no, because I feel like a modern condentation or what some muggles would automatically assume and visualize is opening up to possession. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a whole different that's way. That's a yeah. whole yeah. another ball game. There's and a whole different set of doors yes. you have to open for that. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll tell you how. Exactly. <laughs> and then again, like there's different giving energy and that's why again to do the scientific like explanation that's sometimes why you'll get battery drains Mm -hmm. on tech because that entity is trying to draw draw energy Mm -hmm. and um when i'm working with that like you're saying you have to find your north i explain it like plugging into that circuit so you have to have those magics flow through you as well as out of you because you can get burned out by not letting it flow through you as well as replenish. So after you find your north and you know you're in a good place to open up that, um, because I'll get a lot of people that ask me, it's like, oh my gosh, how do you sleep at night after interacting? (laughs) I was like, you don't understand I sleep so much more soundly and you have protected to, like you said, you have to be, um, yeah. like because. a, con- you have to be a conductor yes. if you're just taking the shock 
-hmm. it's not helpful. And if you're just sending out a shock, you have to insert yourself into that flow of energy. Right. Um, and it takes practice to do it right. And then meditation, ritual, um, and just saying, this is my intent and what I'm Mm -hmm. here to do. The more you do that, like to bring it back around Mm -hmm. to talking about making friends and groups, it's like, because you had made that connection and such a personal and deep one with that grim at the one, that's why it's like you, you become marked as a, Mm -hmm. as a friend and ally. And it's like, okay, we know why you're here, what you're doing and do it. Right. And to give the listeners a little bit more of a visual of the connect and why it was so extraordinary is because the four legged creature was larger than a human and its hind legs were taller than its front legs. Oh, and it oh, actually had a tail. Oh, I have chills. So some people oh. are like, okay, the connect is tweaking out. And sometimes when it's resetting, it will do that mm-hmm. as a humanoid. Yeah. But never with a tail and the way it was described. I would say it, it, it probably resets, but then it, it jumps around. It does. Um, so the fact that it fully walked with me, we acknowledge And it's like it was other. helping you. Yes, it yeah. definitely was. Because uh, that ritual was honoring that specific person that took care of the orphanage and the land there. And he was buried there. So it was it was honoring that human and it's spirit. Like, and they knew that. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. knew that. And it was like, I know why you're here. I'm going to help you do this. And that's the whole thing we talk about with networking. Right. So it's so cool that you were able to catch that. Because for us, we're going to accept it as the truth when you tell us, mm-hmm. but for outsiders or people who don't, um, or even people that do practice, it's, it just shows that validation and that like confirmation of, yes, there was something walking with me. This is why mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. And you're reacting and there's at no point somebody saying there's something crawling around with you. You right. didn't need them to. Exactly. Right. Um, and when we like when we say muggles, because we were we you say know, it with love, we but said, just yes, non magic, but non magical, yeah, and people yeah. who um are who who might not know, mm-hmm. and like obviously we love our muggles yeah. that listen as well. It's oh my just God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the we see it as a non magical. I know sometimes it might sound derogatory, but we don't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. We're not like oh god, these non practicers. I mean. That's what we, but that's what we want to try to convey and do is to not just validation for witches, but, um, shine a light on like the legit practices to try to cut through those stereotypes or those biases or the bigotry in, because I think what is, what's the famous thing where it's like, you fear what you don't know and you don't know what you fear, um, because you have to take that leap and it works on both sides. Um, so that's why we do what we do. That's why you do what you do. And I think that um kind of what we said earlier is that there's so much focus on the human things but there's so much that are what we would call non-human uh Mm -hmm. or humanoid or that are just as much around and just as helpful so Mm -hmm. it's so cool to hear that you had a grim connection and then one to like kind of help and join in your ritual that's beautiful thank you it was one of the most amazing experiences in my life like that's like these, ah, oh, these connections and stuff, it, it's, that's the work I'm putting in. That's the, the love that I'm showcasing. Like, yeah. that's why I'm doing it as well as for those trying to make those connections. I feel that responsibility 
to pass that on and those teachings. I never expected to be where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, like I said, I've been doing this for a long, long time and just being out of the broom closet on this <laughs> level. I'm yeah. so thankful. It's so a big thankful. jump. It's yeah, like, it is not only for your small group, but mm-hmm. to, and to not even like, that's what we felt with the podcast too, is to not mm-hmm. even take baby steps. Like you're going to see me crawling around yeah. on all fours. You're going to see me eating yeah. dirt. And it's like, it's a, it's a shock, but it's, it is what it is. It's yeah. genuine. It's what the reality of a lot of practitioners um, know to be true. So I think it's important not to try to whitewash it or sanitize it as a safe and quiet thing. Like everything has its purpose and it's, and it's good to see to shine that light for practicers and non-practicers. Right. That this has a purpose. It's not just, it might look scary if you don't know, but this is why we're doing it. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that takes some of the stigma out of that, you know, interaction for with sure. the yeah. other side for sure it's not all conjuring demons on ouija no. boards um although that's fun too yeah that yeah. is fun <laughs> yeah. um so, just ask rachel <laughs> right. so now when you <laughs> um so when you talked about that um what were you saying when i first got here about the deity thing? that's uh yes i was actually gonna segue into that i was yes. like i have a treat that i want i just to did a hard segue yeah no i love it because i was totally i was like i want to make sure to give this to you guys and crickets actually already heard this story i have i have yeah it's it's oh my god it must be good she's crying oh already (laughs) and this is something i would love to share because again my listeners that my little witchlings and muggles alike like it's those moments where you are just truly connecting and those quiet times like that especially that we keep telling about that you might not even see on the show so this was um a beautiful intimate encounter with a deity and i will not name the deity uh but i will describe them in perfect detail as best i can and tell you the amazing reveal and validation too that i've felt in so many different levels so i have been working more so and strengthening those muscles and i will say too that sometimes you don't choose who you work with they choose you of course Mm -hmm. and on the dreamscape the i was in the pines and what's so cool is this was before hinsdale my friends oh i didn't know that yeah this was way before hinsdale um and i was in this beautiful moonlit forest with pines that were so large but where i was there were no there was no sound it was devoid of sound and the moonlight was this beautiful navy blue It was otherworldly, and as tall as the pines, I see something moving through, and it glistens, and it's gray fur that shines like blinding silver as it moves through, and then I see their face, and it's this, oh, such tranquility and peace it was 
they had multiple horns. It was a goat with six eyes and a neck that was as tall as the trees. And we shared this look at each other. And again, there was no sound. And then it passed by a pine and transformed into the most beautiful androgynous being I've ever seen. And it, they wore, you know how the water reflects and dances Mm -hmm. the moonlight and it like sparkles Mm -hmm. in that way. So it, on their skin, that like dancing of light on water was on them. And I came closer and we spoke without speaking and they whispered into my ear a language I couldn't understand, but I didn't hear it with my ears. I heard it inside my head. And over time, that translation has been released to me in snippets at different workings in different times and different ritual. But what's so cool is I didn't understand the words in that time, but I felt it and knew it. And the more work I do, the more I understand what they were telling me and that beautiful intimate relationship like that we have. And what's amazing that Cricket knows is I was describing this to a fellow witch of ours, Hedera Bindwood. Mm-hmm. And Cricket, I think, is the one that was like, Hedera, did you show her the book? <laughs> and I was like, what book? But another witch had drawn the same entity in even exact detail and color scheme and even the world that I had described. And I've never met this witch at all. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I haven't seen before. And like, I don't know, but the, the whole devoid of sound and stuff was so beautiful and just amazing. But I felt that deity at different times. Mm -hmm. And that was a friendship that was built and they came to me. I didn't come to them. Well, I think that's kind of similar. Hedera is the one that we had just had on for Hecate Mm -hmm. episodes. And then like, what Cricket and I have said, the way we've experienced Hecate before is not written in any books that we've seen. Right. But you can share it and it's like that, oh shit moment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I already knew it was real and valid, but then to know, it just deepens that that feeling. And I think people, I'm guilty of it too, um, expect to hear spoken word and language that's how we communicate Mm -hmm. for people who can speak and listen but that's not how these things communicate right now sometimes they can but i like it or liken it to um whether it's from ava or hecate or something in a place it's like a downloading Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the information's there the files there you might not know what is all in it but it will slowly reveal itself or it'll pop up when you need it Mm -hmm. and that's why it's like okay i will have a vision or this dream with my familiar or that involves hecate and then it's like i wake up and i'm like i know that shit was 
given to me. Mm-hmm, yeah. What I don't know is any of it. But then something will happen and it's like, that was part of it. Right. Yeah. And it call it like prophecy, a, like a, a vision. Some of it is, some of it isn't. Some of it's just knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dream work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Beautiful. it can come in meditation. It can come in dreams mm-hmm. um, or visions or flashes. But so much of what I hear from my familiar and probably what you both hear from outward spirits and deity and as well is not, although there are times where I've heard it in my ear, like whisper next to me, but it's thoughts, but you know, it's not yours. It just yes. is there and it happens and it's so fast and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. And, um, vision, like visuals, like you might not hallucinate it with your naked eye, but an image pops in your head. Mm-hmm. These are all things that, um, I think people experience and don't, because I it took me a while to give myself credit for it, but these are messages the from mm-hmm. deity spirits, uh, entities. Um, so don't ignore those if it feels like it's a message. It probably is, and it's mm-hmm. okay if you don't understand it right away. Right, yeah. like we said, just because you're like, what's happening? It'll unfold itself, and there's a reason yes. for it. And yes. like we work with things and. They work with us and there doesn't need to be languages. We know it's spoken. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and a lot so of times there's no language spoken. To it's me. feelings. It's, it's emotion. It's just feeling and emotion and unknowing with a capital K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I think people, because again, I was there, expect it to be, if you walked up to me and just stared at me, I would have no idea what you were doing. But <laughs> if you talk to me or write it down, mm-hmm. then I would know. Or if you showed me something, I would know. But that's how we interact with each other. That's not necessarily how those things are going to interact with us. Or, I mean, you have to think, too, like, we're used to English, and people listening to this are um, certainly other languages as well. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean these things speak in that language. Exactly. And time has a different meaning for them, too. Oh, for sure. And that's why I think it's so important for us to keep our book of shadows because Mm -hmm. and make sure to document these interactions and feelings because that might be the seed that was planted now. But three years from now, that's when it'll be revealed or from your past. It's it's so vast and intricate and yes it's so nice to talk with fellow (laughs) witches that have that same interaction and understanding like so many of us do and that's why uh to the fellow listeners again like reach out to those who you know you can communicate with and just keep building that trust inside yourself don't doubt yourself doubt has as much toxicity as fear fear. Yes. yes And um, that's what building that is. Um, To go back to, yes, speaking without speaking, I'll share. That's one of my secrets, too, when we're speaking with spirits and interacting. Secrets. (laughs) Um, And why sometimes people are like, well, I did all the same things, Megan. Why didn't the spirit commune with me on the spirit box? Because when I'm speaking my question, I'm also thinking it and sending it out that way yes but you have to think they're limited by what the -hmm. spirit box can do Mm -hmm. it's a cool tool to Mm -hmm. use but they are if they were able to speak through sentences and conversation they would do it Mm -hmm. through that i think it's picking up on that energy and that intent from them but you're the biggest receiver and the most sensitive receiver 
So those messages that you know aren't your own, that knowing that you can question it and you can wonder and work with it. But like you said, the doubt, Mm -hmm. doubting whether it's like that you're not good enough or that it wouldn't happen to you, like it's hard, but work on ignoring that exactly (laughs) because that's the only way to grow. And that's like, I mean, there's times where I still don't feel like, oh, there's just all this stuff. Like, there's no way that I know it. But then it comes and you just have to be kind of resolute with your process and what's been given to you. And sometimes that'll come through on a connect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll come through on a spirit box. But either it's dreams or all that stuff. But that's how things communicate. Mm -hmm. And if our first episode was about spirits and working with them, I think this one is not only about you and, like, what you do, but communication Mm -hmm. is, like, the big theme, I think, of... um, kind of what was unspoken on why too we wanted to talk about what we wanted to talk about is why it's important to communicate and then how you can better receive this stuff because Mm -hmm. the more people that are listening and in harmony the better for everything and Mm -hmm. everybody um so yeah listen to this and then go out and just sit and listen or it's cold right now in some places so (laughs) um but also (laughs) also you can do that too just wear a coat right um and then like listen because Things might have been wanting to get your attention and you're allowing them mm-hmm. that like that help and, you know, build the energy work, like you said, and yeah. do all this, um, find rituals. And if you find a cool one and you want to tweak it like that recipe, like mm-hmm. do that, um, because you know best on what's going to work for you and things will let you know. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but I, I, I want to touch back on something you said, you know, putting on a coat, what some of my best work has been done when I am. Um, uncomfortable uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's not only just with energy but also you know the things around me you know there's a rock that's under my ass or there's uh you know it's really really fucking cold or really really fucking hot you know those things sort of when you start doing the work those things fall away right it's almost like that too but that it's that discomfort like the freezing Mm -hmm. it's so primal because you think it's like you're tapping into something where it's like we have the luxury Mm -hmm. where we are of having heat and ac yeah and being able to like put on a coat Mm -hmm. but think of how hard it was for those in the early day it's like you're tapping into that raw energy of it's cold that is built like that emotion and that discomfort is also going into my intent. Yes. Yeah. That brings me to I will share with one of the rites I did years and years ago. And it's almost like, um, yes, it's strengthening that muscle, it's that training. Even Buddhist monks have different techniques that help them meditate and stuff like that. And that's why I, I think this one mainly is to help you overcome that doubt and fear and this right that i did years ago um and you can find it in uh jim mcgarry's the 13 ways of like the old one or um sorry i'm butchering that title but uh we'll put a link to it in yeah the show yeah make sure you so, get it right because we'll link it because this yeah. is not a book that i've read so really I, no oh I my gosh it's this. up in my altar right now i'm gonna get it for you at oh, the end of this. you guys I'm gonna yeah go get you it. guys let's uh let me tell you so i did this in um how old was i so i did part of this ritual before i ever read this from Gemma. uh i was 14 14 15 mm-hmm 
But the whole point of it is you have to go out into the woods or somewhere um, that you have that feel of spirits and interactions and you mm-hmm. cast your circle and completely sky clad. Mm-hmm. You lay in your circle and you sit there all night. Which means oh, naked. Wow. Yes, it does mean naked. Yes. Thank you for the for translation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so don't like do it on an anthill or No, no. And that's part of that's part of the thing too. So when I did this, I was actually underneath this beautiful tree and I was out in the woods and the way uh the hill was, it the mountain kind of went up and I had this tiny little bit of a silhouette where the treetops were with with the moonlight. But what happens to you is you start to build anxiety a little bit when you're like just not moving. And I heard footsteps. Because you're naked and afraid. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I heard footsteps and like sticks break and I'm like oh man and also safely like tell people who where you are like you know what I mean like be smart my friends be smart and some people might be able to just do this in their backyard yeah yeah Yeah. take take pepper spray exactly you know exactly be be smart about things exactly (laughs) so I hear this and I'm like oh and then in my head I started to play like scenarios of my worst fears and Mm -hmm. uh, I won't go into like the what I struggled with in the past but I would say well when I was young I had beautiful interactions with Faye and Mm -hmm. Faye are amazing and there's some also like Pan's Labyrinth the pale Mm -hmm. man kinds of Faye as well yes um so in my head like that's what I started to like visualize and I was like oh and I almost like moved but I was like no I worked through that and I built those muscles of how to calm down Mm -hmm. and on the silhouette of the edge I see this stag it was a deer and it was beautiful and I was like okay see that was building anxieties in my head and what that right and what that lesson taught me is you know, sometimes we manifest things inside of our heads and dwell on our fears. And that's not necessarily what it is. And you can learn to strengthen that muscle to breathe, calm down. And Mm -hmm. afterwards, like when, you know, I started to see like dawn rise and everything, I I had that realization, oh, I have that strength inside myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I took off my training wheels. Oh, I can ride that bike. I Mm -hmm. can do that. Okay. And you can find different techniques and ways to do that. Like, there's even sayings, like, do something that makes you uncomfortable each day. With mm-hmm. wisdom, disclaimer. Yes. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but that helps you grow as a person. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite rituals I've ever done is, um, it was the winter solstice. And this was back when I was, you know, about 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And I had some other girls who, you know, practiced with me. Mm-hmm. And it was something we all did together. And, um, it was the winter solstice and her parents were not home. So we were able to actually go out in the backyard and, and do things because we're in the South. People frown upon that. So because her parents aren't home there at a Christmas party, Mm -hmm. we're able to go outside. So we actually anointed, we basically stripped down to almost nothing and went outside on the winter solstice and anointed ourselves with oil and did the most ecstatic dance 
and celebrated that way. And it's, it's one of my favorite, favorite ways that I've celebrated and ecstatic dance, even if I'm just by myself Mm -hmm. is still a way of just processing and knowing. And, you know, it's, it's so, so beautiful. It is. And it also is valid because just like with drumming, Mm -hmm. what dance does is it amplifies that energy. Yes. So there's even new tech out there that like there's machines that do that Mm -hmm. in the paranormal community. Mm. And this is stuff that people have been doing all along. There's been a few episodes where you'll hear me use my magic voice, which is like, oh, you find that tone and what you're doing is creating vibrations and it's exactly Mm -hmm. doing what we were saying before is extending that energy that's what dance is you're amplifying that you're in devotion you're letting that channel like through you in admiration but it's almost like to bring it back to like what you just said i mean with like the uh chants and stuff that Mm -hmm. monks and other traditions might do like it's that knowing, and there's different ways to do it. Yeah, and it's um, all connected. We're yeah. all arguing and agreeing about the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, so one's, like, ritual music might involve different instruments. It's still tapping in and still doing the same thing, whether it's a drum, whether it's shells, whether it's, you know, just pounding your feet against dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your witch language is sounds a lot like a mantra or something that... And they're like chanting is there's a couple of the um, what do you call them like with Hecate in the Greek um, like magic the um, hymns the Orphic hymns well not just those but they're like the um, I don't know they're they're called a few different things like the okay. Ephesian letters or something like that mm-hmm. um, I've the Eleusian mysteries or are you thinking I'm trying to pick up what you're putting down I'm just yeah. okay. like well, is it Thebian like what. All of these sound right. Okay. Um, but it's <laughs> like using about, those. Yes. It's, yeah, it's like using those words and stuff. They were used in her curses and other things. And there's, there they don't know like necessarily the true meaning of what each oh, one okay. is. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. But they know that it's a tribute to her. And so, mm-hmm. like I've chanted it, my familiars chanted it, like, and it it builds that. It almost sets the tone. Um, and I, like I said, it's, it's something around those lines and that's just, that might not even, I might not even leave this in. I'm just saying like <laughs> to go back to that, like it's an, it's intuition, but it's also mm-hmm. like, like you said, a vibration and it's the going back again to the conduit part, you're doing different things on different layers to like even bury in yourself to, to sink into what's around you mm-hmm. and not just be this. I'm going to come in here and do this, this, and this, and it's, things are going to listen to me. It's, I'm going to become a part of it. Right. And then we can have a conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be formal. Give respect. Put that work in. Mm-hmm. Do the heavy lifting that you need to before. Learn the things you need to learn. And mm-hmm. it's okay to not understand going in, right. but to know that, okay, I need to learn. Mm-hmm. And open myself up to understanding. Then you will learn. It's, I give all of this. I give these gifts. I have made the gift of my time and efforts in the past workings that you have done. It's, I give, I give, I give, not 
give me, give me, give me, give me. Exactly. Yes. That is my best advice. That doesn't work with people. No. That doesn't work with Santa. No. Yeah. That's what we said. Don't treat it like <laughs> Santa Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Help me find a parking spot. Um, give me the coolest toy. Like mm-hmm. it is. And we had just said it. Was it before or after Cricket came in when we were setting up to record was I give, and like you said too, we give way more than we ever ask or right. take. Oh, definitely. Um, and in turn. And I think we talked about that on one of the yes, Hesitia episodes we did. too. Yes. Yeah. And I think it was the second one mm-hmm. because it's almost like if you, if you give and you do the service, you won't need to ask. Because yeah. it's given, exactly things are given and shown to you. my friend, yeah. <laughs> and because your network of your family, that's how I feel about it, it with the others. Your family knows what's coming on and they're looking out for you in ways that you don't even see. Yeah. And they are like doing things and I, I sometimes visualize intent and magic like being in a dark room and all of these webs of red thread all around mm-hmm. you. And sometimes they'll yank on the thread that needs to, and you feel it almost like a spider's web. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm picking up that. Mm -hmm. And through those reactions and that understanding, with your eyes closed, you'll be able to reach out and pull that thread and do that working subconsciously to help those ripples fall in line. So no, it's not give me, give me, give me. It's, you're just this interworking of threads and they are there to protect you and, and love you and set things in motion that you don't even know that's happening. You don't have to ask for it. Right. You're not like, like the spider in the center. You're not Mm -hmm. going around and around checking everything. You're just allowing it to either come Mm -hmm. or feel, and then you can pinpoint what needs to be done, what you want to seek, what you want to find. Right. Um, so I think that's a good analogy. We okay, we yeah. live in analogies because yes. you're trying to give descriptions to stuff that's not tangible. Yeah. It's it's not corporeal. It's right. it's not concrete. It's your own gnosis. I mean, yeah. it's it's great to have those visual representations so that you we can sort of convey that same point. Yeah. Because somebody may not describe it that way at first, but once you explain it, they're like Oh yeah, the, and I see it this way, and or just maybe that tiny little block, yeah, and like saying you feel like you're in a spider web. It's like that's it. That's what I needed to feel mm-hmm. because I kept pushing and pushing, but I just need to let it come. Yeah, and my understanding too, like when I'm speaking to other witches and they're asking me for advice, like you have to understand pouring your magic and your intent. Imagination is that strong tool. You have yes. to visualize yeah. that mm-hmm. in your mind. To focus that intent and to channel that magic. So you do However you need to. Right. Right. So visualization and your imagination as well. Like ritual sometimes is like, you know, these are your props to help amp you up, cheer Mm -hmm. yourself up. And it's a proclamation sometimes to who you're working with. They're your witness and you're saying, I shall do this thing because I am the the biggest tool that has given to myself, just like you said, Cricket, and I proclaim that I shall use myself and sharpen myself to use it to do this. Mm-hmm. And then so say I, and they all around you are like, I, I yeah. you know, and they back yeah. you up and they cheer you on. Yeah. And that strong visualization. So that analogy 
might be a gift to help somebody focus. Right. Mm-hmm. Picture yourself That's... in a web of red thread because mm-hmm. I'm going to do that next time. But um, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, the, the tools have a place, but don't think that they're necessary. Exactly. Because when you grab that yeah. dagger or athame, you visualize piercing or cutting away or mm-hmm. opening the veil. Your automatic, I guess, brain, like what you've grown to know is knives are sharp and they cut. Mm-hmm. But... You can use your hand. You can use your mind to do the same thing. So the tool has its place, especially if you're charging them and making them sacred. A wand is a focal point Mm -hmm. to send out. You can use your finger. You can use like anything. So the tools are there, but imagination, like when I, when we first started out on the path, one of the first things to do when you meditate is to try to visualize three dimensional shapes. You start Mm -hmm. flat and then you add and you change their colors. You Right. see them move around and um that's that imagination that's working with and that's what these spirits and entities and things like that are going to use because whether it's physical animals like we talked about um that are personal to you like owls for mm-hmm. hecate things like that mm-hmm. um and it's a lot it's similar to scrying and meditation where if a black cat shows up and it's related to something and it keeps showing up then you attribute that black cat to mean this message somebody else it means something completely different, mm-hmm. but that imagination, that visualization is what they're going to use. It's what you're going to use. Mm-hmm. That's the community. That's the language. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's why kids are so in tune too. Mm-hmm. nobody's told Precisely. them that they're fucking wrong yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's told them their imagination sucks or reality sucks. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just, they, they experience it on a whole different level and call it the brain waves that change when you get to a certain age too. But what you're trying to do is tap back into that. Well, I think a lot of it gets beaten out of us, too. Oh, yeah. for sure. You know? and, and I was definitely that way. I was a very imaginative kid and would find myself, you know, lost in thought and daydream. And I oh, would God, draw all the and time. write and read all the time. And it just, it kept, it was this beautiful cycle that just kept coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've almost been severed from that because of some of the uh, trauma that I've experienced from my parents. Yeah. Because that they they've tried to discourage that for me because they thought that I was too lost in daydream and thought and not grounded enough in in reality. So, but you also make your own reality. Exactly. Yeah. Do you guys remember the film Return to Oz? Uh, I don't, I did I ever see? One. I don't know if I so, ever seen it. Those old school people out there. It's yes, it's so well done. It's young Farouja Balk, mm-hmm. and the the film starts out. It's Dorothy. And her family uh, is sick and tired of her talking about Oz. Right. Shut up. Yeah. And so it was actually really dark. A lot of the film (laughs) was like, uh, they take her to a place for electroshock therapy. Oh, gosh. To help her sleep better at night. To Mm -hmm. burn all of that out and to anchor her more in the real world. And I think that's a good analogy of like on the extreme of what does happen to us and we were talking before bones about the balance with the veil of the the living world and then the realm where the others are Mm -hmm. and witches we have like are a foot in each realm and then we can put that work in going back and forth and don't feel bad that happened to me too i lost um my sight a lot when I was little Mm -hmm. like I used to see a lot more clearly and now you'll hear me say I'm like a a bat 
So I can mm-hmm. like feel all these things or I'm like the spider, the, the feelings I have are really strong, but I'm still learning and focusing on getting my full HD sight back. Right. Me and that's too. what Rob, he has really good, clear um, sight and visions as a medium and everything like that. So we like when you're talking about working in a group and finding that like great teamwork, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is important. So I'm right there with you. And that happens to a lot of us yeah. and sometimes without us even knowing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to put that work back in and to know thyself. Yes. You need to know thyself and the foundations that need extra work and mm-hmm. refortifying mm-hmm. and to know that structure of what door to open mm-hmm. that needs to be opened. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we've just literally, cause I was going to say, well, Getting to the end of the episode, is there anything that you would like to convey or tell people um, either hoping to do this, already doing it, how to further um, connect or, you know, uh, grow their either communication or their craft? And I think for one, we've answered quite a few things because you just talked about what you would suggest or take this away. Is there anything else that you feel that you I would would... say um, constantly reach out for knowledge in different ways. I can full-heartedly recommend um, Troy books. Mm -hmm. All of their books, I feel, are just fabulous. Like, there's a lot of traditional witchcraft in there. You can find lots of Gemma Gary, who is very dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um... So I would say that's a good place if somebody's like, I want more than a one one oh one book. Right. Yes. I want something, something a little meatier. bit more advanced, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a good place to start. Start a book of shadows or yeah. just a journal. Um and like if you know witches yeah. they have bottles, journals. Yes. I have yes. I have a bunch of blank ones that I have attributed to certain things and I yes. need to write in them. But yes. yeah. Um, my family, we always said too, because I know a lot of people when I'm talking to them about dream work, they're like, I forget it like really easily. Oh so, God. Oh, I have a separate book where I, yes. I catalog everything and I think yeah. I've shown you. Yeah. 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 So nowadays with all of technology and stuff, just as soon as you wake up, still oh, roughly, put it in your phone. Yeah. Put it yeah. in your phone. Just voice, voice record it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause you will literally forget mm-hmm. yeah. the minute you do anything else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Stay in that sort of, I've almost had it. Half um, awake. Yeah, that almost caveman state mm-hmm. where you're in between. Yeah. You know, that is the best place to be as a witch anyway. Yes. Savor that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're a newbie, you either really, really, really love that state and you seek it out all the time, especially with, you know, uh, the psychotropics and, and things that are relaxing, like, you know, marijuana or things like that. Or you're afraid of that space. Exactly. And it's either somebody goes to either one or the other. And I am just now getting over the trauma that I had to where I am sort of starting to enjoy that space and linger in that space more because I was so, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing for a long time, you know, and there weren't a lot of people who could verbalize and help teach me. Because there were a lot of people who relied on the Witchcraft 101 books, and that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew. So the fact that, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I, I want to do this, is because I want to make this accessible to everyone. Because I didn't have it for a long time. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're learning 
on the like every step we do we are learning oh something my God, yeah. and that's like the nature of the witch is the constant and the occult is just to look and learn and we had said too you can't unfortunately you can't spend all of your time on the other side mm-hmm. but to have that healthy balance you have to find that balance of don't be so naive that everything just comes in mm-hmm. or you believe everything right. don't be closed off don't shirk your other responsibilities um so there's a balance and you walk on both sides right. and um it gets it gets easier and easier as you do it uh it's just like talking to friends exactly. and um yes. yeah <laughs> so that's again this is like almost like a spirits part two when we're mm-hmm. urging you to like communicate with these things even if it's yeah. just the small little feel like energies you feel in your house they could be little goblins or whatever mm-hmm. um or they if you so want to cute we right. had one at graystone actually nice yeah. it was adorable he was so grumpy he was cute no. he was like we caught the growl and stuff on audio as nice well. wow, yeah cool. so um, again non they're not all human yeah 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 look for those too mm-hmm. and we gave him respect and stuff too but yeah the advice i would say focus on your intent trust in your instincts trust yourself and work on fortifying yourself because that is the first tool you have in investigation and just in like life yeah Yeah. exactly and just put that take that first step try to not do it in fear know thyself is what i would say and that comes from knowledge practice putting the work in yeah and don't don't think hunting think Mm -hmm. investigating exploration Mm -hmm. adventuring like that's how we making see it friends. it's like we're yeah, yeah making yeah, friends, friends um and putting yourself out there to do the service that little things you can do so and um, to understand which is one of the reasons i use the term investigator yes yes because you understand that. yeah like you would with another culture mm-hmm. yeah which Absolutely. is important don't be closed-minded yeah. and judgmental exactly don't be a dick because yeah. that's when you're gonna get your cabinets broken yeah. when you're being rude and there's so many stories from around the world of you know putting up that ancestral altar and just giving respect to those spirits they don't have problems like some people like have when they're just trying to bleach everything clean yeah. the house like that's when that stuff like just make a little altar or a spirit jar and be friendly it goes such a long way, and that practice again in real life goes such a long it way. It does. Like you yeah. made us coffee, and you've got us biscuits, digestives, <laughs> yeah, from London. Yes. <laughs> and um, see, and now it's like we feel like we're welcome here. Mm-hmm. It's not just all the cool shit you have in here, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, with that being said, you've got a cool story for us, or a couple. To come up for the Patreon. Yes. So if you liked um, hearing from Megan, like we always do, where can they find you? So you can find me on uh, so many different places now. Uh, The show itself, you can even find on Amazon Prime. Uh, And we are also on the Roku Spirit Channel. Um, So we have many seasons on there. On Amazon Prime, we have our latest season with more episodes coming out. Uh, and we're on YouTube, theghostfinders.com. You can find us on Facebook. I have my Megan Deputy, co-host of the Ghost Finders Facebook, um, the Ghost Finders channel on Instagram. 
And I'm super laid back. You can even just find me on Megan Deputy on Instagram. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of fans that have reached out to me and I've messaged them back. One even was like, it's like, it's Sawin. How did you message me back on Sawin? Like, did you, (laughs) you took the time to do that? I'm like, yes. You summoned me. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) yes, this is, this is like... Treat others the way you want to be treated. We do. We do the same way. We try. Yeah. yeah. We try to get to everybody as quick as possible with as much because people ask us questions and we're not just going to be passive. Like, if we have to look up something, we'll get back to you. But um, Mm -hmm. so you're easy to find. Yeah. Ask Um, me anything. The show sounds easy to find. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you've got a new season dropping soon Mm -hmm. with some really cool shit. Oh man! We can't talk about it. It, but won't talk about it ooh, the but be looking for it is out there and i'm so excited one of the places i have the plane ticket in my hand my friends i am so excited for our nest our next investigation i cannot wait yes. all right so yeah. you guys be looking for that i know we will definitely and um so again you can follow us if you don't already on instagram um not on facebook Maybe one day. Uh, Maybe one day. If there's right. enough call for a Facebook page, we'll do it. Yeah. No trolls. Unless it's real <laughs> trolls and actual goblins and shit. You guys are welcome. Yes. Um, but yeah, you could find us on um, Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, Spotify Stitcher, all of them. Mm-hmm. All, most of them. Um, but yeah, go look for us there. And then we have a Patreon, uh, which we're making staying for the extra stories. We, yes. we love having those stories. Today, this won't come out today. But today is patron Mm -hmm. thank you day. Uh, That's what Patreon told us. But uh, we thank you every day and we love you every day. So you guys are the greatest. We still can't believe you want to give us your money every (laughs) month. Like, really? We appreciate you. It means a lot. So if you are a patron, head over there. Check out Megan's stories. And um, until next time, bye. 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 (laughs) We never know how to start and we never Never know know how how to end. end. (laughs) But that's okay because it's just one long conversation. We right? like the in-between anyway. Yes, that's where we reside. Yeah. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. We had to get a cat meow in a cat. Yeah, yeah. Come here, Giles. Come on, Giles.